0: Thank you.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Can we stand together this morning as we begin to give praise and worship and honor and glory to the Lord? Whether you're in the room or worshiping online with us, we welcome you.
2: Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? This is amazing grace This is unfair done for me. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King of glory. Truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Yeah, this is amazing grace. This is unfair. And worthy is the lamb who was slain And worthy is the king who conquered the grave Worthy is the lamb that was slain Worthy is the king who conquered the grave Come on! And worthy is the lamb that was slain And worthy is the king who conquered the grave Worthy.
1: to give Him praise for His amazing grace. God, we worship You today. Holy Spirit, we welcome You into this place. We ask You to move among us. Lord, we welcome You to come and do Your work in us. We thank You for the price that You paid for us. And God, today as we worship You, we pray that You would be honored and glorified and exalted far above everything else. We pray this in Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated.
3: Hey, everyone. My name is Lynn.
1: I don't look like Lynn, do I? Not in this lifetime. But welcome. In a minute, you will hear from Lynn. But uh, we just want to extend a special welcome to you. If you're new here today, uh, we want to thank you for being here. Uh, We have a free gift for you. When you leave the room today and wade through all the tables of uh, people eating pancakes, and by the way, I know I don't have to mention that because you saw it when you came in, uh, but stop by and and have some pancakes this morning before you leave. Uh, On your way out on the left-hand side is our Connect Central. We invite you to stop by there. If you're new, uh, we have a free gift for you. You can meet some folks from our church And find out about the ministries of our church. And again, as we say each week, even for those of you who are regular attenders, uh, stop in, connect central. And uh, again, you can do the same thing. Find out about all the ministries uh, of CTC. If you're new and you're online, uh, you can click the button that says new here. Or you can uh, click the button in the chat that just popped up, most likely. And uh, let us know. Uh, If you are uh, new, whatever information you'll trust us with, a name and a cell phone number or an email address, just so we can thank you uh, for your visit today. Uh, Right where you're seated, we have some connect cards that we ask you to fill out uh, each time that you worship with us, just so that we can know when you're not here because we miss you when you're not. Same goes for those of you that are worshiping online with us. There's an online connect card. Just let us know you're here and uh, who's worshiping with you. If you have prayer requests or praise reports, uh, you can communicate that with us. And we have groups that meet throughout the week uh, and pray over these needs. They don't just go in a pile and and are forgotten about. Uh, We take very seriously the needs, the prayer needs that are uh, submitted by you folks. And so, again, online uh, or in-house, you can give us your prayer requests or praise reports. All right? now let's take a few minutes and uh, hear from lynn and find out some of the things that are going on around our church
3: hey everyone my name is lynn welcome to ctc and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us we have a lot going on at our campuses so we wanted to take a few minutes and get you caught up our february women's ministry event follows the theme of valentine's day And it's called God Loves You. Come enjoy lunch and be reminded of how great God's love is for you. The luncheon will be on Sunday, February 19th at 1.30 p.m. at the Bear campus. To learn more, you can contact Kathy Maynard at 302-897-1348. Ash Wednesday begins a season of repentance and cleansing our hearts as we look forward to Easter. Both campuses will host an Ash Wednesday service on February 22nd at 7 p.m. Come and join us at one of these services as we humble ourselves before God and seek his face in worship and repentance. If you would like to become a ministry partner with CTC, your next opportunity will be Sunday, February 19th at 4 p.m. at the Ellesmere campus. As a reminder, In order to vote on the issue of disaffiliation, you must be a ministry partner or member of our church. You can confirm your membership status by checking the list located in the overflow room at the Bear campus and the lounge at Ellesmere. If you would like to attend, you can contact either campus office. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all the events happening at our church by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Have a great week.
4: Good morning. Wonderful to see all of you here this morning. Welcome online. And I'm standing here with two of our scouts. I've got Achilles, awesome name, and Chase, also an awesome name, but not quite as godly as Achilles, but, you know, we get it. You're all right. You're all right. Uh, Achilles is senior Senior patrol leader. leader. you have a job? Patrol leader. leader. And uh, they're here today because... They're offering pancakes to you and you and you. Everybody's get a, get a pancake if you stop at a table. And the, online, mm, I'm so sorry. You got till about eleven fifteen, no twelve, maybe twelve o'clock or so to get here if you want some pancakes. So they'll be here all this morning. It's just saying thank you to us as a as a congregation for uh, f- for chartering and sponsoring uh, Troop 902. They do a fabulous job. We've got some pictures, I think, that of, of the campout that we did uh, this last year. And I was with them on this campout. We had a good time. I'm in that picture. There are 40-some people in that picture. And we're so grateful for the, uh, for the young uh, men and women who are part of our, our scouting program. It is a ministry of our church. This is one of the ways that we help young people experience the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. That's what we're here for. What's the Scout Law? Scottish, trustworthy,
1: loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent.
4: Reverent. That's the last one. And there's a reason. Well done. You wanna do the scout oath? Sure. All right, you gotta get in the microphone.
0: On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country to obey the Scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight.
4: Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. And there's, there's nothing in that, I think, that goes against any of the teachings of the Bible, the Scout oath, the Scout law, so we're very glad for you guys. And thank you for cooking pancakes and serving them to us this morning, so enjoy your pancakes. Thank you, guys. I got a couple more announcements that I just want to make because there's. Yeah, you can go. Thank see ya. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've got a softball team here at Christ the Cornerstone. And if you like softball, now is the time to sign up for softball. It's, and uh, this is a Christian uh, softball league uh, of other churches in the area. And uh, so if you like that, you can see Jason, uh, Jason Van Allen. Uh, yeah, it was Achilles' dad. You can thank him for giving his children an awesome name. Their, their other son's name is Lincoln. I mean, who picks these names? And and uh, with names like that, you've got to expect something great out of your grandchildren, especially, right? Anyway, that's a few years down the road for them. Okay, so softball this spring. If you're interested in that, uh, you can, you can uh, text these guys. We'll be getting announcements out about that uh, later. But also... Uh, the the league, the softball league that we're part of, is is uh, getting together a golf tournament. I know some of you enjoy golfing, and uh, and we're trying to we're we're willing to sponsor two teams, uh, for for from Christ the Cornerstone for this golf uh, event that's happening. So see Bryce Maynard; he'll be in the he's in the mall area today. If you're interested in playing softball, or if you're interested in uh, being uh, on a team of golfers for this tournament uh, during uh, to, to help support the softball league. So that's what I got for us on that. Now, let's talk about giving a little bit. And one of the things that we do here as we love, serve, and engage is to uh, give generously. And so you have an opportunity to give. And we always have scriptures that we talk about that encourage us to trust God with everything that we've got, that we can Give generously and joyfully. So here's a scripture that I'd like us to read together. Let's read this. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. We're going to receive some pancakes this morning and so you know who's going to get the blessing for that. So let's well, let me invite you to stand once again as we come back to praying or worshiping God through our music this morning. Our heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the blessings that you pour out upon us. God, we're going to sing for you. We're going to give you praise. We're going to give you thanksgiving, and you're going to bless us in these moments as we worship You. Thank You, God, for our scouts and for the opportunity that we have to be together this morning. Just come and be present with us today, God. Show us Your love. Show us Your power through the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: We are thankful for the opportunity that we have to worship the Lord and to give Him honor and praise. Right? Making a choice To give Him honor and praise is something that we have to do in our hearts each and every day. Amen? Because it's not always easy. It's not always the easiest thing to do, is it? We can go ahead back here. But when we make that choice to give Him the praise that He deserves, He turns it around and brings good things into our lives. Amen? Back here in the back, can we go? Technical difficulties are sometimes fun to deal with, aren't they? Anyway, when we make a choice to give God the praise and honor and glory that He deserves, He always does good things in our lives. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how worship, we look at worship as a coat. A coat that we put on that we when we walk outside in the weather, when we walk outside in the weather, whether we're wearing a coat or not, the weather is exactly the same. But having that coat on gives us the opportunity to see the weather differently. Amen? It gives us a chance to weather the weather in a different way. So God, we want to thank you for all that you do for us. And we bring glory to your name. And we declare today that no matter what happens in our lives that we will give you praise, that we will give you honor, that we will give you glory. I count. And I count on one thing. The same
2: God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the way. The same God who's never late working all things out.
0: You're working
2: all things out. Oh, yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart
1: declaration to you today. We sang in part in this song, I choose to praise, to glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. In this worship series, this week we're talking about posture in worship, standing, sitting, kneeling, whatever physical posture that our bodies take in worship. Sometimes it's sitting and that's all right too. But today, in addition to that, I want us to think about the posture of our heart. Because sometimes we come in here and we're just, whether we come in here or whether it's in our own personal worship time, we come to that time and we are just burdened down. The chorus says, Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will sing for joy. When my heart is heavy. And think about sometimes how you might walk around if your heart is heavy. You might walk around like this. This might be this might be your posture physically, and it also might be how your heart's feeling. It's heavy, man. Because there are things in our lives that happen to us that are beyond our control. But making a choice to worship Him... Although it doesn't necessarily always immediately change our circumstances, worshiping Him changes us. And so today, as we think about posture in worship, I just want to reiterate an invitation that's always open for any of us during the time when we're singing. If you want to come to the altar and bow, kneel, stand, worship, pray, whatever posture you want to take, if you want to stay right where you are at your seat, if you want to sit, if you want to lift your hands, if you, whatever posture it is that you want to take, because worshiping Him is always worth it. Amen. Amen. Worshiping God is always worth it. It's worth the sacrifice. The psalmist said, for thou, O Lord, from the King James obviously, for thou, O Lord, are a shield for me glory and the lifter of my hand so when we're walking around in our lives whether physically or spiritually like this God wants to do this he wants you to look up Psalm 121 says I will lift up my eyes to the hills That's not where your help comes from. That's where your help comes from. So, God, as we worship you, as we give you praise, as we walk through times in our lives when we're in the fire or we're in the water or we're in situations that we don't feel like that we can overcome, God, we know that you're always with us in every situation. So, Lord, we know that you're standing with us today as we make a choice to stand, as we make a choice to lift our hands, as we make a choice to lift our hearts and lift our eyes to you. God, we just pray that you would bring change into our lives. In the name of Jesus, we give you ourselves. Let's sing together. There's a grace when the heart is
2: undefined Another way when the walls are closing in When I look at the space between where I used to be And this reckoning I know I will never be alone Come on there is another in the fire, standing next to me. There is another in the water, holding back the sea. Should I ever need reminding how I've been set free? There is a cross that bears the burden, where another died for me. There's another in the fire. All my debts left my dead beneath the water. I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. Should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning? Either way, I won't bow to the things of this
0: world, and I know
2: I will never be.
1: that is, come on somebody, Mm -hmm. his name, he who
2: was and still is and will be through it all, so come what may in the space between all the things unseen and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone, come on let's declare it, I know I will never be alone, The joy come every battle, 'cause I know that's where you'll be. Oh, I'll count the joy come every battle, 'cause I know that's where you'll be. I'll count the joy come every battle, 'cause I know that's where you'll be. I'll count the joy come every battle, 'cause I know that's where you'll be. I'll count the joy come every battle, because I know that's where you'll be.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Through the fire, through the water, through the good times, through the hard times. Worshiping God is not always easy. Can I get an amen? Amen. But when we take that time to worship Him No matter what and We recognize that You know all these songs that we're singing today Take into account and recognize The hard times that we will all experience Because life is just what life is It's all different for all of us said this before in here, you've probably heard it, you can really never say to someone, I know how you feel, even though we go through similar circumstances, because we might be in the same storm but we're not in the same boat. We all navigate things differently. But navigating through the eyes of worship, through the eyes of giving ourselves to Him, in that posture that says, God, I just yield to You And I can't think of any more beautiful picture than when it's described in the New Testament about the prodigal son when Jesus was telling that story. And the prodigal son had gone off, you know the story, and he came to his senses and he said, you know, I I think I'll just go back to my father's farm because the pigs eat better than the servants eat better than I do because I'm eating this pig slop over here and, and I'll just go and ask him for a job. But when the dad saw him coming, he didn't stand on the front porch with his arms folded and say, oh, no, what's going to happen here? He saw him and he ran out to meet him. And when we move in that direction towards God in that way, for whatever reason, at whatever time, he comes in our direction also. He's not waiting. Again, this is something I've said in here a dozen times. It doesn't matter how many steps away from God you take because he's always pursuing us. The return journey is always only one step because he's there. And so we can run to him. We can run to him with our fears, with our burdens. And God, we thank you for that, that we don't have to carry these things alone. But Lord, in worship and adoration, we can lay them before you.
2: I've carried a burden
1: for too long on my own. I wasn't created.
2: To bear it alone I hear your invitation To let it all go I see it now I'm laying it down And I know that I need you I run to the Father I fall into grace Hiding, no reason away. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I run to the Father again and again. have a car
1: Amazing Grace turns 250 years old this this year. But God's grace goes way further back than that. Right? His grace goes back to the very beginning. And it's something that we can lean into, that we can fall into, that we can collapse into, if you will. All of our striving, all of our trying cannot get us to a place where where we are in God's good grace. It just can't. That's not how the system was set up. The system was set up for us to receive grace as a free gift. And when we do that in worship, when we just set our hearts and our minds and our posture and our bodies and our hearts and everything about us toward Him, Running to Him. Can you see that picture in your mind? I don't know, maybe somebody here, or maybe somebody worshiping with us online today, maybe you're just in a place where you just wish that you could feel that. Well, I want to promise you this morning that, that, that God is waiting right there for you to turn and run in that direction, and He's going to run in your direction. Of the bridge of that song said, Just as I am, you pull me in. And I know I need you now. We need him for what? We need him to help us have the power to change. Because, yeah, he wants us to come just as we are, but he wants us to leave different than when we came in. That's the purpose of being in his presence. That's the purpose of him giving forgiveness to us so that we can be different than we were before. So, God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to be different today when we leave this room because we have had an encounter with you. We pray today for uh, April and her team as they minister to our children today. God, we pray for your anointing to rest on them, on each of our children, each of our teachers on April as she brings leadership to that team. So, Father, we pray that as those teachers teach your word today, that our children would hear and respond, and that they would know you and make a decision to serve you. We pray for our pastor as he comes to bring the message today, God, that your Holy Spirit would rest on him, that your strong anointing would be in this place. Holy Spirit, continue to move among us, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Thank you.
4: beautiful time of worship. God loves to hear his people lift uh, voices up to him in thanksgiving to him. You've probably heard the saying uh, from somebody, and it gets attributed to a lot of different people, but it goes something like this. It says, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. You've heard that before I've heard that, we have to—it's a reminder that we've got to—we've we, got to believe in something, and in fact, we do believe in something, even if we may say, "I don't believe in anything." That in itself is a belief. I believe there's nothing. Eh, whatever we say, we're here to, in this series talking about worship—worshipping God, body, mind, and spirit. God wants our whole bodies, and today we're focusing in on the posture of our. Of our worship to God. Specifically, the act of kneeling, the act of standing. We kneel in worship so that we can stand in this world (laughs) for God. And against evil in this world. We need strength to be able to do that. Don't we have a lot of things in this world that we need to be on our knees for? We need to be praying, God, come and help this. God, strengthen me. So that when we get out into the world, we can stand up strong for the things of God. It's difficult to live as a follower of Jesus in this world today. You heard uh, Achilles tell the scout law. A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. And I was reading about the Scout Law. There's a, re- there's a reason they put reverence at the end of the Scout Law. It's the foundation of all of the others. A scout is reverent. A scout kneels. A scout honors God, worships God. Philadelphia Eagles. We saw them. I see. You go cheer that. Yeah, good. <laughs> now wait a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna offend everybody in a, in a minute. But a month ago, we what did we see on the field? As 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 Hamlin collapsed. What did we see after that? We saw people kneeling. Two teams. That had been opposing one another, getting on their knees to ask for God's help. There's a reason we get we we get our body involved in the worship of God. Because it makes a difference. Not just to God, but in our own selves. Here's here's what the, the Philadelphia Eagles chaplain, Ted Winsley, told the Associated Press a month ago. He says, Our team was impacted by. Hamlin's situation because they were smacked in the face with the reality of what this is. DeMar was in that situation, but that could be me. They were feeling for him, but it reminded them that this is life or death. And then it also causes you to come to grips with the fact that there is someone greater than me I have to trust in. Looking forward to the game. Let's see what happens. Let's see how God shows up. <laughs> All right. Kansas City. Don't boo. Kansas City Chiefs owner Clark Hunt, who's established, said, a Christ-centered culture in his organization. He was pleased to see the prayer emphasized during a difficult time. And quote, he said. We're very happy to see DeMar doing well. And it was very comforting to see a huge outpouring of support for him. And people turning to God in what was a very scary time. Hunt told, one of the, told the Associated Press, One of the things I've enjoyed about being associated with the NFL is all the locker rooms I've been in. God is always there. Players pray before the game. They pray after the game. So that wasn't unusual in that regard. But I think you saw more fans, more media, recognizing the importance of prayer in a situation like that. God created us to worship something. We know that there's more to this world than just us. Let's recognize what we're worshiping. And let's be committed to Him whom we worship. Jesus Christ. We have many reasons to bow down and we need to kneel in this world. Just looking at the headlines, you'll see why we must kneel. Whether In Black History Month, we're remembering our history. We need to kneel so that we don't repeat much of our history. We see in the headlines that people need housing, especially in the wintertime. We see in the newspaper that we need to kneel so that we will take care of this beautiful creation that God has given to us to care for. We need help in doing that. We need help for economic justice. And as a congregation, we need to be kneeling in prayer for our relationship as a congregation and in this time our relationship with the United Methodist Church. We need to be kneeling in In prayer, in worship, we come to kneel because we're human. We need to give ourselves to God and God created us with physical bodies and what we do with our physical bodies matters to God and it matters to us. That's why the Bible, for example, tells us that laughter is good medicine. The Bible says that. Laughter is good medicine. Why is laughter good, mes- good medicine? Well, here's an article that I found out from 1963. This is not news. Laughter, right John? <laughs> John's written several books on, the, on um, joyfulness and laughter. Now I'm going to say a word here and I'm going to read a a phrase from 1963 that, if it was written today, and if it happens in our church today, we all would cringe and would be calling social services. But this is 1963, remember? Language, and and here's here's what it says. But it makes the point. Tickling games are seen as important bonding experiences. Okay, uh, right. <laughs> And then the article says, between older people and small children. Now, if any older person comes up to one of the small children and and you don't know that child, and you just start tickling that child, we're calling social services. We're going to say, okay, what's going on here? In our world, we have to be extremely careful of these things. But the physical action that's happening there is a real physical action that's why it's so important for us to be aware that the right person is touching the right child because there is a spiritual thing happening when we touch other people you got we got to get a grip on this because god created us to be physical people and it says it says so so this uh, Psychologist was saying just the act of tickling and causing someone to laugh is an important bonding experiences, and it happens between romantically inclined couples, too. In such circumstances, he quote, a very intense personal interaction takes place, creating a high level of intimacy. God created us so that when we engage in physical practices with other people, spiritual things are happening, creating a high level of intimacy with that other person. And, and I, I remember in, in the studies that I've been through, I know this is going to sound weird. Oh. <laughs> you should cringe when I, when I make a sigh like that. What's he trying to say and how's he, how's he going to say it? You know how we make friends? We make friends by seeing somebody. That's a physical contact. And, and when, you, when, when, when you're trying to engage with somebody and they're not looking at you, you're offended. I did it to my wife just last night. We were sitting, sitting in the living room and she was telling me something and I, I got, a, I got a, a notification for a text message. Now, my phone was in my pocket, but yay for me, I've got a a, a watch that is connected with my phone. So my wrist buzzed. And so as my wife is looking at me and I'm looking at her and my wrist gets a notification on it, what do I do? Mm -mm. I take my eyes off my wife and I look at my phone. I'm still listening to her, but does she know that? She stopped talking. I read the text. I looked back up at her. She was this time. Now she's looking at her phone. What kind of a bond are we creating? None. The bond was broken. Because the physical connection, I removed myself from it. That's a physical thing. And it happens with strangers meeting strangers. We make eye contact with somebody. We, we have a And then we, we, we connect with hearing. And we, we, we have a conversation with this person. We're building intimacy. Okay, we may not call it highly intimate, but we're building intimacy with that person. And then from the eye contact to the ear contact, we have a conversation. Our mouths are moving. Again, another physical action that we're doing, creating... A contact with this person, we're, we're increasing in intimacy, and then we're done with the conversation and say, hey, let's do that again. And now I'm touching this person with a handshake. And that is even a stronger bond made with this person. And then we get to know, and and then we say, hey, around here we like to hug. And so people come in and we're hugging each other. That is another physical action that builds intimacy. And you can see how this ball gets rolling. And we're not just being engaged physically. We're actually building spiritual bonds with one another. That's why the Bible says a man should have just one wife and a woman should just have one husband. And all the people that you're with, the Bible also says, I didn't know this was going to be a sex talk. <laughs> all the people, the Bible says, that you are with, you have created a spiritual bond with that person, a bond That is eternal. And that's why relationships are so confusing. That's why divorce is so difficult. That's why when people are only cohabiting together, thinking that when they, they can break up without the pain of breaking up, they can't. Because they've already spiritually been bound together. And so cohabiting couples that break up go through the same trauma as couples that have been married together. It's of physical creating a spiritual thing. And now, back up, okay? I didn't know that I was going to get that deep into, the, into our sexuality. But when we come and we kneel before God with worship, when we engage our bodies in the act of worship, we're also creating a bond with God and God with us in some spiritual way. And God says to us, kneel down before me, stand before me, raise your hands before me, and it changes us. Just like laughter changes our body. Here's what the guy says laughter does for us. The person who makes you mirthful not only meddles with your emotions, but also plays with your bodily processes. Now you can think about that. How many of us have been laughing so hard that it affected our bodily processes? Yes! Whoops! Oh no! <laughs> he says, you joke, when you joke and kid around, you make others' hearts beat faster, increase their circulation, change their breathing pattern, change the hormone and immune elements. Want to protect yourself from COVID? Laugh! Laugh at COVID. Now, don't get fearful, but laugh! Enjoy some laughter. Not because COVID is not a serious thing, but because laughter has immune benefits. It, it changes the hormone and immune elements in your bloodstreams and it makes certain muscles active and other muscles relaxed so that we feel physically weakened after laughing. I want to, I want to go to Psalm 95. And I want us to read this psalm together. It will be on the screen. and Read this psalm out loud with me. And I want, us to, I want us to engage our body in reading this, not just our mind or our vocal cords or our lips, but, but be aware of how your body is expressing the thoughts of this beautiful psalm of praise and worship. And be aware of what the teaching is in this psalm as we read it together. He says, come, read with me, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to Him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to Him. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. He holds His hands in the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to Him, for He made it. His hands formed the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God. We are the people He watches over, the flock under His care. If only you would listen to His voice today. The Lord says, don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah. As they did at Massa in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tested and tried my patience. Even though they saw everything I did. For forty years I was angry with them. And I said, they are a people whose hearts turned away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. And so... In my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Let's pay attention to the tense of the verbs in there. <laughs> it ended kind of on a, on a, on a somber note, on a, on, a, on a solemn note, but let me say it again. They are people whose hearts turn away from me. So, in my anger, I took an oath, past tense, And they will never enter my place of oath. Jesus Christ has come to reverse that oath of God in our lives. Come. Did you you hear the physical aspects of that? The physical aspects of worshiping God. Let us sing. Let us shout. With thanksgiving. Sing psalms. Great is the Lord. Even God's hands are involved in our lives. The sea belongs to Him. Kneel before the Lord. Listen to His voice. Refuse to harden your heart against the Lord. Open your heart. God knows your heart. Don't hide it from God. God loves you. Jesus Christ. Has died on the cross to forgive all our sins, to bring us into that place of rest with God. There's an interesting experiencing happening about 800 miles away from us today, and it is spreading out across this nation. At Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, last Wednesday, the students gathered for their normal chapel service. It was a a regular class period, 50 minutes. But when when the chapel time ended and the bell rang and students were supposed to be dismissed from chapel to go to their classes, several of them stayed back. The band on the stage continued to play. Other people were curious what's happening. Many students came back. They canceled classes for the day. Students continued to come back into the auditorium and, and sing praises to God, kneel at the, at the altar area and pray. They were in this presence of the Lord, our God, and they did not want to leave. They were confessing their sins. People are giving testimonies of, of God transforming their lives, bringing healing to their bodies. Other places began to hear about it. Other Christian universities began to send buses. What's happening? And, and, and that chapel that started last Wednesday has not yet stopped. 24 hours a day since last Wednesday. Students gathering to be in the presence of God. I was watching videos. You can look it up. Asbury University. TikTok. Instagram. Instagram. Facebook, whatever. You can, you can see this auditorium packed with students gathering in little pockets here and there praying together. The, the altar area is, is, is full. Singers around the platform singing. There's, there's, there, there, there's, there's no screaming. There's no yelling. There's no laughing. There's no hopping up and down. There's no running around. It's a peaceful presence of God. Do you need that? I need that. Oh God, come and unload your peaceful presence right here. But not just in this space, but God, come into the heart of every person here today. Love us. Teach us. Forgive us. Strengthen us. And cause us, God, as we come here to kneel before You and worship, let us go out into this world to stand for You with strength. Because You have called us. Let me invite you today to place your faith. Maybe while we sing our final song this morning, you want to come here and just kneel. Let your body do the worshiping. You may not have words to say. Sometimes, some of us have mouths going so often that we just don't stop to listen to God. <laughs> I'm not pointing any fingers. Sometimes we just need to be quiet in the presence of God and let His peace flow over us. It's my invitation to you this morning. Let's stand together. And I don't know what prayer God lays on your heart, but I invite you to come. And kneel. Or maybe God's saying, I want you to go stand in front of me. Or maybe God's saying, You stay right here, don't move a foot, but you stand in my presence and let me minister to you this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, come now. Speak to our hearts. Lord, some of us have anger, some of us have hardened our hearts because of what others have done to us so much. That we refuse also, God, to let you seep into our lives. Oh, Jesus, you died on the cross to forgive the sins of all people, mine and my enemies. Come, Jesus, take away any resentment from my heart. Take away any anger towards somebody else and fill my life with your peace.
2: Found in your hands fullness of joy. Every fear suddenly wiped away. Here in your presence all of my gains now fade away. and found in your hands fullness of joy.
1: every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father Amen. he
2: is wonderful
1: bow our hearts before you. We put our hearts and our bodies and our minds and our spirits in a posture that lays ourself before you. Everything about us, everything that we hope for, everything that we pray for, we lay it at your feet because we know that everything bows at the name of Jesus. As we think about this this attitude of praying and worship, it's perfectly logical to think about that. Because when we pour our hearts out in worship and pour our hearts out in prayer, our problem is, and when I, you, you know this by now, that when I say our problem is, I'm probably primarily talking about my problem, is that sometimes we treat God like Instacart. Like we just give him his list and God, here's what we need. Or we verbalize our worries in the form of prayer. Instead of just giving them to God and saying, God, everything bows down before you. So that's where we want to be today, God. Our posture, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, everything about us yielding to you. And as we go from this place today, Lord, we pray that your spirit would go with us. Encourage us and strengthen us. Minister to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. When you need to go, you can go. The front is still open for prayer. We thank you for worshiping with us today. Have a great week.